3: Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Corson Smith and as always, I am joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Venkman. Very good, very good. hello. I'm getting better at this. (laughs) The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. Now, it is all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week, we set a film for each other to watch and then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated and rated This week's film has been chosen by you guys at home, and it is the classic Ghostbusters.
1: I find that you say that about every single film, whatever it is, and it's the classic (laughs) High School (laughs) Musical, and it's the classic.
0: And it's that eternal classic, (laughs) Racing Stripes. (laughs) And it's the classic Papadopoulos. They just cut your intro. They cut thousands of them together. And they go the classic Papadopoulos and so. <laughs> if it's a film I've heard of, it is therefore a classic.
3: That's how it's I go. A for classic, it. yeah. So before we do talk about this week's classic, as always, what have you been up to this week?
1: Uh, I've been rushed off my feet with work. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You really
0: say, say that it's like a
1: surprise? I, no, but it is because I've not been I've not been busy much work wise, and you're off the bench now. Yeah, and I'm in. And I'm out the door, early doors, like seven. So, yeah, I've just been... I've been doing, like, full days. On the grind. Yeah, so that's that's pretty That's much it. it.
3: That's the bomb show you're going to drop us with, is it? That's yeah. it. You've been off, though, haven't you? You two have been off. Or were you in for a bit, course? I'm doing the classic, like, like <laughs> retirement. classics. a lot of classics. Yeah. I'm doing the old two day a week jobby at the moment. And it tends to be the Monday and the Friday, which means I have to stay in Manchester. But um, I've been up to a fair bit, actually. I can make my life sound a lot more exciting than your life, Jack. Yeah. Shall we start with Saturday? I did (laughs) an event which is called A Tough Mudder.
1: Oh, yes. I saw that. You sent me a picture. I didn't really
3: want to do it, I'll be honest with you. But... It was one of those things in lockdown. The people who I play on the um, PlayStation with, who I play on Cod with, Team Chip Shop, Ben knows them very well. They love me. <laughs> they
1: love me for my accuracy. But you do know these. They're not just random people. No, they, they are. They're, they're like, they are my mates. That <laughs> you've met on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah.
0: So hold on. You're, you've you got your shorts on. Yeah. You're in, where are you? You're in a field somewhere. So it's Skipton, yeah? Ooh. So it's it's me, Mull, coxie and hewitt i know them i know them joe i know them with all their fatigues on getting dropped in a helicopter i know
3: yeah
1: yeah
0: so
3: basically and tough mudder is it's meant to be like um it's not it's not a race it's like a challenge that um you all want to take part in and basically it was suggested in lockdown like why don't we all sign up and do this next year it'll be really fun and i kind of just went yeah why not and then on the friday night when it was like oh it's tough mudder tomorrow i was like Great. How far is it?
0: Give us some context. Well, it's meant to be ten miles, Ben. It, is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just a shitty mile assault course. No, it's, it's meant to be. It's, it's meant to be oh, 10, ten miles. Ten miles is quite a
3: long way. But I was really looking forward to that because obviously I really like running. But it wasn't ten miles. It was about twelve k. That's about ten mile, isn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. In <Isn't> it? No.
0: <laughs> so
3: I obviously, you know, I, I'm up for the running. But because it is... Tough Mudder is an obstacle course, yeah?
1: Mm.
3: So it has like 30 obstacles and it's across 10 miles.
1: Is it all man-made? So is it like a trench that's been dug specifically? Yeah, basically.
3: um, There was one that wasn't man-made, which was literally just running through a stream, which was the most pointless obstacle ever. (laughs) Um, But, so so let's... I'll take you to the start of the day. So I'm travelling from Manchester. I I finished work late on Friday, so I stayed up and travelled in the morning. And I meet... Hewitt, Mull, and Steve. We we meet in the McDonald's car park about five minutes away from the course.
0: What? For the egg mcmuffin pre-race.
3: <laughs> I've gone and the, the old... boiling
1: <laughs> apple pie please. Do, do you know do you
3: know what I went, Jack? <laughs> well I went a Buxton water. Yeah. Oh yeah. And a muffin with jam. Didn't even know McDonald's did that. So I've had a muffin with jam and a bottle of water and I am ready. And as so they gave you the food, do they go, Whoop? Tough murder. <laughs> there was loads of people in there in the shots, But then Mull, Mull drops this bombshell in the car park of McDonald's of who's got the duct tape. And we were all like, what? And he was like, you, you need duct tape. Like, it's a big thing sort of thing. He was like, you, you don't want to be losing a shoe on the obstacle course. Oh, So we bear in mind, we're meant to start this race at 10 o'clock. It's now 10 past 10. Because everyone's had to go toilet because they're nervous, so we're, we're delayed,
0: and we have to find duct tape in the middle of Skipton. Oh, so hold on—the duct tape is to attach your shoe to your leg, yes. yeah, so you don't lose it in mud. Yes,
1: yeah. So uh, we had—it's to-
0: not his first rodeo, is it? It's not his first tough murder. Hello. So we had to make a quick
3: stop off to the range to get some duct tape, and then we were ready to go. And as we're walking up into the field, you've got Mole there going look—they've got duct tape on. They have, and loads <laughs> of people did have duct tape on their shoes like they, they were ready so sort
0: of attached thing. to their legs see what mull
3: did and i went i'm not doing that is he tied it around his shoe and then tied it around his ankle and i was like, i'm not doing that it looks well dodgy so i just tied it around my shoe but mine came off after about six obstacles i lost my duct tape and i was like that's it i'm gonna lose a shoe now So is it like a race, you're on start line with everyone else, gun goes off. You have to make a pledge that it's not a race, Ben. So is it
1: just pile in?
3: Which obviously I'm angry about, Jack, because I now like running and I've never had the opportunity to race. Yeah,
1: but I mean, running in mud, I mean, one, two, miss a few, someone's drowned in quicksand.
3: Well, well, (laughs) let's get started, shall we? Obstacle one. So we've done the warm-up, the old gun's gone off, the flares are going off, everyone's running. Fine, obviously I'm good i'm I'm happy with the running obstacle one it's called like balance beam
1: big red balls <laughs> <laughs> The big red balls at the
0: start. <laughs> you haven't even started. You're on the big red balls off
2: your He's
0: in the water. He's straight off the big red balls. No one could do the big red balls. That's a hell of a start. So, you know, what's <laughs> your start what starter? What Go on. Obstacle one <laughs>
3: is called. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think this is funny? I've signed us up for one next year. Big red balls. We're, we're doing a sofa cinema club one. Obstacle number one is called Hero Walls. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is nice and simple. There's no mud involved. It's simple. Yeah. So the first wall is a seven foot wall, and all you've got to do is get over the wall and get down the other side. Teamwork. You can either jump a seven foot wall or teamwork. So because it was I far, I can't above, jump a seven foot. Cool. Kind of, you, you could. You'd be amazed. But okay. Anyway. So, seven-foot wall, get to the top. I'm not great with height, but just jump down, fine. Obstacle number one done. But in Hero Walls, there's a second wall. There's then the ten-foot wall. I see where this is going. So I get to the top of the ten-foot wall. I've been helped up. I'm at
0: the top. And because I've jumped off the seven-foot wall... and You've fa- frozen. You've frozen. Have I? No, have you frozen on top of the wall? <laughs> have I frozen? You haven't zoomed frozen. No, I'm at, I'm at the top of the wall, and it's all very quick, Ben, and
3: adrenaline, and there's a lot of people around. Come on, Craig. Yeah, literally a lot of that. A lot of hey, up tinks. Here we go. No, 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 So good luck. I'm at, I'm at the top, and because I've jumped the seven foot one, I just assume in my head I can jump the ten foot. So I'm at the top, and I go to jump off, and as I'm in mid air my head goes, don't fucking jump, and I, like, panic, flat on my fucking arse. Oh. So I'm bruised. My, and that was like, ne- it was nearly game over. It was nearly the emergency sign for the medic on the first obstacle. But, because of the adrenaline and because of how many people were around, I literally just jumped up and went. But all my friends were like, "That that's it, game over. How were they getting down? They, there was a step, Ben, that I missed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was a fucking step. Yeah. Ten foot. That's a big that's a oh, big drop. That. It, it it was bad. That. Like, my mates were
3: like, he's done here. Like it, it and I just literally jumped up and stepped running and like yeah, adrenaline took me through great, it.
0: You're made of bigger stuff.
3: But but it was bad. Um I'm not gonna take you through all thirty obstacles because we would be here for a long time. Do you still get electrocuted at the end? What? Was that a thing? Yeah, there's there's two electrocution ones. Now one is quite early on which is electric and water which basically it's not a great it mix. makes very well so you basically have to swim underwater to avoid getting electrocuted now i can't swim and i'm not getting electrocuted <laughs> so no yeah and then the last one is you basically run through dangles of electricity? Oh yes, um, a high yeah. basically. So there's big crowd at the end, everyone cheering. Like you've, I've done some big obstacles. There was a lot of heights involved. Obviously, I'm not great on heights. There, there was lows. It's a quite good fun. Yeah, it, it, good adrenaline. It, good stuff. It was stuff. good. It was, I, yeah, it was good. I wish I wish it was more like I now. I just want to go in a running race sort of thing. But the last one, I've noticed that to the right hand side, I reckon I I can bypass all this electricity. So we've all set off at the same time, and they're all getting electrocuted, falling on their face in mud, whereas I have just avoided it. Uh.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, always avoid electrocution. Exactly. I got a
3: little bit of stick for that, but I was like, come on. Like, why am I going to deliberately electrocute
0: myself? Come on, it's a race, lads. I know they said it wasn't, but we all know. So who won? Don't actually know. Out of you and your mates, who do you reckon was the fastest? Probably me, because I'd,
3: like basically ran through the electrocution without getting electrocuted and they were all squealing in the mud so at the end of it (laughs)
0: what do you get squealing
3: what do you get like a t-shirt a protein bar and a headband oh i was disappointed i wanted a medal (laughs) what do you get a medal for best jump i think basically i've got this plan of when i finally move into my house because i'm going to do all these running races around the world i'm going to have loads of like medals in my downstairs toilet
1: but you're not, are you? You're going to have a protein bar and a headband. <laughs> Go to the loo
0: downstairs. Yeah, have a look at my protein bar collection my headbands. <laughs> I've been round the
3: world. So, yeah, oh, that, well, that was my Saturday morning. Oh, God, there's war. Yeah, more? so tough mudder in the morning. By afternoon, I've popped all the way over to South Yorkshire. To pop into old producer Henry's wedding.
1: Oh yeah, he got uh, married, didn't he?
3: Flew the old Sofa Cinema Club flag at the um, wedding. Said hello to everybody. Um, yeah, saw, saw producer Henry do the first dance, all of that. I thought, yep, yeah, definitely got to mention that. Good first
1: it? dance. Practiced it. It's
0: a heavy practice, that, isn't it? It's a pressure practice, isn't it? I reckon
3: it? when we do the podcast and he turns his camera off, he's doing he's like the flamingo in the office room. Mm. Do you go for the dirty dancing lift? I would, but he didn't. He didn't. But no, so congratulations to producer Henry and Poppy yeah, on, yeah, their, yeah. Fantastic. on their wedding. Congratulations! Thanks for having the Sofa Cinema Club representation.
0: That's it. The sofa. The sofa. Yeah, not the cinema and the club. Just the sofa. <laughs> ben, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, I mean, I haven't been in the mud. But to carry on Ben's animal encounters... Oh, we're back in there again. This will be good. So, three in the morning, next door in the wood... Something kicked off, like a big, like gladiator. I think it was Badger V Fox or something. It was a rocket. And it was... Rrr, rrr, and then a cat was involved. And then a... He, he. Badgers <laughs> make this noise, which sounds like, like they're going to blow their yeah. nose. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> and, and then I said, I'm up, I'm up. Out the window, looking out the window, I can't see fuck all, I'm up. And now, do you remember I told you about the wasps?
1: Yes you got the wasp nest, haven't you? And like, We've got the wasp yeah. nest.
0: So I'm like, so I thought, Oof, what if they've gone? So anyway, I go to the loo, go for a week. wasp in the bathroom, in the toilet. Didn't sting you, where you don't want to be stung, did it? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Fine, I've got I've got a lot of wasp defence. I've got used to them now. No, it was, a bit, it was a bit quiet. It was a bit sort of like, oh, it's a bit early. He, he was talking to me. He said, did you hear all that noise? And I went, yeah, yeah, those badges get on my wick. He went, yeah, they got on my way. Anyway, but my head's gone and I've gone, oh, fuck. The wasps are in the house. So above the loo is a hatch to a bit of the loft. So I'm, I'm in my fucking dressing gown. It's three in the morning and my head's gone. Do you know when you? it's like late at night and you imagine shit? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you might wind yourself up. Well, I'm thinking there's fucking 10,000 watts <laughs> in the
1: loft
0: when I'm going to have a shit. So I'm panicked. So I'm like, right, I'm sorting this out now. Why i am sorting it out at three in the morning? So dressing gown on, stand on the bog, can't see, can't get my head through, have to go downstairs,
3: get the ladders. Instead of going back to sleep and sorting out in the morning like any logical
0: person would do. Any normal person, but because... I'm basically a wildlife photographer. I've decided I'm not getting I'm not getting stung having a little shit at three in the morning. I'm sorting this out. I'm sorting this out. <laughs> so I lift the lid. You know in those horror movies when they lift the lid and, the and goes they goes don't want to see some and the head goes up. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. And I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to listen for the um
2: Pzzz. just like
0: that. And some and was that was in the loo not through the thing, came up and went, Aah! and I fucking shat it. On the ladder? On the ladder, screamed. I stop, because I've, I've thought there's fucking loads of wasps in the loft, <laughs> but it's the fucking wasp in the loo. I've screamed, then you do the silent thing. Jack will know this. You do the silent thing, who've awoken up? <laughs> I've awoken kids up. Who've awoken up? Nothing. I'm thinking, I've got away with this. Then all I hear is, Star, 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 what the fuck is going on? (laughs) So so she's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's three in the morning, so I have to go downstairs, let her out. For a week, she goes by the door. She then clocks on that there's the badger and the fox next door. Oh, God. Kicks right off. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh no! They shout back. <laughs> Fucking, it's a fuck fest. I have absolutely elevated <laughs> what should have been a very nice night, slightly warm night, to an absolute animal op. Oh my God! The loft's open. The stairs are in the loft. The dog won't come back. The badger's having to go with the fox. <laughs> Fucking nightmare. <laughs> Fucking nightmare. Oh, god. Up
3: till
1: four. Oh god. They're, so
0: that was that was me. Animal encounters. Well, this week's episode
3: of Sofa Cinema Club is brought to you by the Wasp Protection Society.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I should have called Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: And speaking of calling the Ghostbusters, I think it is time that we go on to talking all things Ghostbusters. And to do that, let's hear from our friend Phil who this week has done us the synopsis with the help of his 13-year-old daughter, Maddie.
1: Ghostbusters follows the life of three scientists, Ray Stans, Egon Spangler and Peter Venkman, who are trying to prove there is life after death and that spirits are real. After a ghostly meeting in the library with the old librarian, they decide that with the technology they have created, they can trap ghosts and help out the people of New York with their spooky situations and set up the Ghostbusters. Along the way, we meet many memorable ghosts, including Slimer, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and the main protagonist, Goza.
0: Ghostbusters is a fantastic movie with an amazing cast and great direction. It was a favourite of mine when I was a child and is now a firm favourite of my daughter's, and I am sure it will be a favourite of many people's for years to come. Thank you, Good Sofa Cinema Club, for all you have done over the last few years to keep people's
1: spirits up in these crazy times. Hashtag, Hashtag ben, ben is, is brilliant. brilliant. Keep your spirits up. I like what he did there. Keep your spirits. Get it. Get it. Get it. How
0: mint is that? Very, very good. There was a handover in there, which I haven't seen before. Yeah, there's a few things to go on to here. So we've got a
3: 13-year-old giving most of the synopsis out, which is, you know, as we've proven, it's it's not easy to do. Mm. And a great little bit of teamwork there. Good link-up play
1: to take it on to Phil. Dad wanted to get involved, steal the kids' thunder, went, I've got this, give me the mic, it's my turn. And, you know, it's it's a great synopsis,
3: it's done everything it needed to do, it's a shame that he's spotted it with the Ben
0: is brilliant at the end. (laughs) No, I think he's got it bang on there, you can't fault him for that. If we're in the Olympics, he hasn't lost any points, they both haven't. They've gone straight through to judges' houses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've heard from Phil and
3: Maddie, who gave us a really good synopsis of all things Ghostbusters. Very
0: good, very very good. That's the kind of level we need that's, to be. That's the there. standard. That's what we've yeah. got to aim for next we week. Need hand we need a handoff. We need a Ben. Is brilliant. Yeah. We need yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm glad we got them through this
3: year as well. Yeah, it's it's nice to know that everybody at home is enjoying what we're doing here on the Sofa Cinema Club. So Ghostbusters you at home wanted us to watch it we watched it
1: you have seen this haven't you of course this film before I have jack yeah but on the rewatch, don't remember much of it at all did you remember number two I don't know what happens in number two lots more slime and a creepy picture maybe I do remember number two actually that does sound more familiar the painting the painting yeah and it's been remade recently hasn't it 2018 maybe yeah yeah, but nobody talks about that, because that was awful. Same cast, different cast. They did, like, an all-female version, and it was just awful. They were all sort of, like, playing the same parts, but the jokes were shit, everything about the film was shit. I think everybody agreed it was shit, even the people that made it. it just didn't work. It was awful. So I think they've even sort of, like, just written it off as it never happened. So there's a new Ghostbusters coming out, I think, maybe next summer, and... There's there's sort of like no mention to that one coming out. Oh, I see. Everybody's just forgetting that that ever happened.
3: It's a good little um, business idea, isn't it? Like Ghostbusters. I was thinking this. Well, you like, need ghosts, though, to do it, don't you? But imagine, what do you reckon? Do you reckon you could start that up now? Like, So say if we just stop doing the Sofa Cinema Club and we just set up a business Ghostbuster in, do you think we would get enough people ring us with genuine ghost stories and spooky stuff to keep us afloat?
1: What what are we doing? We're going to try and get yeah. the ghost out of wherever they are.
3: Well, we're going we're gonna to investigate it for them. We're like the first point of call. So you don't call the police, you call the We'd ghost. We'd have to take the dog in. We'd have to take Star yeah. with us.
0: She'd be good. She'd be a good ghost hunter, I think.
3: I just wonder if there's anything out there like it. Like, I do wonder what you would do if you thought you had a ghost in your house.
1: I've got loads of ghost stories. I think I've told you all my ghost stories, haven't I, Coulson? They scare me. Do you see a lot of ghost shows? Yeah! D- do you know what? In my time, yeah. You've
3: got presents, haven't you? Definitely. I've, I've
1: seen some weird stuff. Just my mum's house, actually, yeah. I'm really, really bad with ghost stories. They are quite scary, and there's... there's, there's. I can't really come up with explanations for them. And it's not just me that have seen them, you know. Other members of the family have seen it as well. So, who... Who's who? Um Well, you're you aren't you, Ben? I'm Venkman. Yeah, I'm the one who... Um... Are you Ray? Yeah. I think I'm Rick Moranis, because I'm the smallest. Good part, Rick Moranis. Isn't he good, isn't it? Brilliant. So
0: where do we open up? We open up in the university. He's doing a test, that ESP
1: test, isn't
3: he? do we open up in the library? We open up on the woman, do we? The librarian? Oh, yes,
0: initially.
1: Yeah, there's the ghost in the library, and... Um, what we find out is they go to investigate the ghost in the library, don't they? Yeah. And they get the evidence so that there's ghosts and everything like that. And then they, they're really excited. They get back to the university and they find out that the university is cutting their funding. Yeah. So that they're yeah. they're out of a job, basically. And they're like, crap, what do we do now? So that's when Bill Murray's um, character, Pete, um, Peter Venkman, he... Um, convinces Ray Stance, played by uh, Dan Aykroyd. Who wrote it? He wrote it with the guy who plays Egon Spangler.
3: Who's Egon Spangler?
1: The other one, the third one, the third Ghostbuster, the tall guy. He wrote it with Harold Ramis, and the reason how it, it, it sort of came on board, it was actually his family's sort of business, was Ghosts and the Paranormal. Oh, so it does exist. I knew it would. Yeah. Because I
3: thought it's a genuinely good business. You could imagine meeting someone who's done well for themselves. And you know when you go, what do you do? And they're like, oh, I've got a marketing company. You go, oh, what do you do? And he goes, oh, I own a ghostbusting company.
1: Right, hang on, hang on. You're jumping You're jumping ahead and you're getting excited, Colson. His family weren't ghostbusters. They had an interest in paranormal activities and things like that.
0: Yvette Fielding. Dragons then. Hello, Dragons. I'm asking for 50 million for my ghostbustering <laughs> business. I'm Colson Smith. And do you need a
3: ghost that needs busting? <laughs>
0: right. Is it a vet fielding that I'm thinking of?
1: Yeah. I've been on. I've been on most haunted. Have you? Yeah. Have you? Yeah.
3: Where at Corrie?
1: Uh yeah, it was a Coronation Street special, yeah.
3: Which obviously we all know that the old Key Street had dodgy, dodgy stuff going on. Like it- No, it didn't. Oh, no Jack. it didn't. Even I as a kid thought it was haunted. It wasn't. Where the kids' dressing room was, <laughs> on that separate corridor, there was some weird shit and noises. I thought the dressing room corridors at work were creepy. It's
1: probably just old and making noise.
3: Yeah, but it was. That's what makes it creepy. (laughs) That is the definition of creepy. You'd never see a horror film in a new build housing estate, would you? See it in a big old house.
1: I suppose not, but if you are gonna, I'm sure there's an Indian burial ground underneath that (laughs) new estate.
0: (laughs) So did you see anything, Jack, when you went on it? No, nothing at all. Well, on that bomb,
1: <laughs> and that's the that's the end of the business. I think we went to the Isle of Man actually, and we were there for I think it was like a weekend. It was a big old trip. There was me and like I'm sure it's on YouTube. Me and five other cast members, and we rocks up to Isle of Man, and Isle of Man's meant to be really spooky and loads of stories all about it. And they took us to all these scary places in the Isle of Man. So there was an old. Theatre that was meant to be the most haunted theatre in the world. Uh, I partic- I didn't see anything go wrong or anything scary. Did you film it at night? We only went in at like midnight. It was only like a nighttime thing. I've instantly shit myself. Any- anything <laughs> in the dark
0: freaks me out. Like it, it genuinely does.
1: <laughs> and it takes a lot for me to go. Takes a, takes a bit. I'm like, hmm, really?
0: What did you do? Just sit there all night
1: waiting for well, we Well, ca- yeah, we, we we got told that we we had to go in on a zone. So I went, right. And we go in... And we, it was pitch black. It's pitch black. And we had these um, sort of like um, handheld cameras that could be like infrared and showing the dark. Yeah. So... We're walking round with these, and we could see a little bit, but not much, and we were told to sort of, like, talk, to try and ask the house questions, or ask the ghosts, ask the spirits questions, and I did, but the cynic in me, I, I just feel like a bit of a dick if I'm stood there going, hello, is anybody there? Yeah. When I know there's a crew of 30 people behind me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, so I couldn't quite get in the right headspace. Felt awkward yeah because maybe it's because there were so many people there behind me yeah i'm not going to hear anything anyway do you know what i mean it took the real aspect away of it possibly
3: whereas if you were in a haunted house with five of your mates maybe on my own then yeah then you, you it loses the aspects of safety doesn't it yeah which I, I guess it carries with it do you remember the um do you remember the old scare mazes at Horton towers yeah. They were good. That showed how bad I am with anything dark and anything jumpy.
1: With the people jumping out.
0: With the live actors, yeah. They were good. We went there, didn't we? Yeah, they were good. I loved that.
1: <sighs> Someone would jump out with a chainsaw. <laughs> <Yeah>. I don't <laughs> I've just I've never been good at being <laughs> being scared. Well, yeah. It's going to win it. Someone comes at you with a chainsaw. I quite
0: like being scared though.
1: Don't Oh, you? yeah, you love it. Absolutely love it. It's brilliant. It's like
0: oh, yeah. Oh, this is so frightening. You absolutely shit yourself. Yeah. Speaking of scary, Ghostbusters, that's what we're here to talk about. Go on. Okay. <laughs> Go on. So hold on. We've set up a company now, yep. haven't we? He's mortgaged his house. Yep. They've got a big old fire station somewhere in New York. They've got a car. They've got no calls. They got a receptionist, first member of staff. Got a receptionist who I absolutely love. When I hello Ghostbusters,
1: yeah,
3: brilliant! I absolutely loved her. But they finally do get their first call, don't they? After a TV advert, and it is the old friend of Sofa Cinema Club, Sir Garney Weaver.
0: <laughs> it
1: is. She's back. She's, <laughs> She's back. back.
0: She's back. She was big though. That she
1: was a big. That was big time. They couldn't believe that she was interested because she was. She'd done Alien. Do you know what I mean? She yeah. was big, big actress, and she was known for doing serious roles, not comedy. And um, she read the script and said she was really interested. She came into audition for the part of Dana, and she uh, talked about the statues and the dogs. And she went, "I think it'd be really good if I became a dog in the film." And Ivan Raitman was sort of like stood there going, what do you mean? And she proceeded to get on all fours in the casting room and sort of become a dog and howl like a dog in front of him. I mean, imagine that. Sigourney Weaver's stood in front of you, barking like a dog. Slightly odd. Yeah. And he, he said, I've got to give her the part. He gave her the part and he went, I'm going to write that in the film. I'll make sure that bit of you becoming a dog is in the film. And that's all this was, really. It was a lot of people's own ideas sort of, like, chucked in. Bill Murray, all of his lines, and 90% ad-lib. He said something different on every single take. And it's all just him making his own shit up. Bill Murray's Shrek, isn't he? No, that's Mike Myers. Oh. Close, though. Close. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I thought Bill Murray was
0: Shrek. No agent. Bill Murray. Is he not? Did it all himself? No, just does it... Just Or doesn't answer the phone? I think you have to leave an answer phone message. They
1: couldn't get him. They couldn't... Basically, the part that Bill Murray does, that was meant for John Belushi, who's in Blues Brothers with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd was writing Ghostbusters with Belushi. Oh, God, that's who it is. Yeah, it's Elwood. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dan Aykroyd's writing Ghostbusters for Belushi to be Venkman. Belushi dies drug overdose wow so he's as when he found out the news he was writing his lines in in the script when he found out the news so he they had to get a new venkman basically and bill murray was sort of like always the favorite for it because they'd done saturday night live together um he'd done stripes comedy of the year before he'd worked with Ivan Reitman so he seemed to be the perfect fit and Eddie Murphy was going to be the third Ghostbuster and long story short they couldn't afford Eddie Murphy because Eddie Murphy in 1984 is his price tag's like eight ten million so they couldn't afford him so they didn't get him basically so that's why Ernie Hudson ended up getting that part and that part was shortened a lot less because the part wasn't going to be as big anymore because we couldn't get Eddie Murphy.
3: I did wonder why they had a random, like, extra member join.
1: Going back to Bill Murray having no agent, he wouldn't pick up the phone. So when they say, oh, yeah, we've got Bill Murray, we've got Bill Murray, he'd not signed a contract. So they cast everyone, they get the crew, they're there in New York City, Bill Murray's in France.
3: No, what has no interest in doing the job?
1: Oh, no, no, no. We just couldn't get an answer for him. He said he would on, on just, yeah, I'll do it. And that, and he just said that to Dan Aykroyd, yeah, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. But they didn't have anything concrete, so they had... And don't forget, they've gone and cast everyone and got the whole film greenlit on the back of like Bill Murray and then not knowing whether he's going to turn up or not. And day one, New York City, when they thought he was in France, Bill he's Murray... He's not there. He, no, he just rocked up on the set, just made his way to set. How cool. Without anything signed and then just went, yeah, all right. How long we here for? Right, let, let's let's make a film.
0: Dude, that's a way of doing it, isn't it?
1: That's a way, isn't it? Who are you going to
0: call Bill Murray? Bill
1: Murray. <laughs> or, or not Bill Murray, yeah.
0: Come on, son, let's get it on. I love it. So we've set up the business. It's rocking a bit now. We get called to a hotel, don't we? They're, it's the famous one where it's in the ballroom. Yeah. They've set up their equipment. It's the first time you see them switch it on. They're obviously kind of nuclear power packs. Yeah. yeah. You meet for the first time. Is that monster called Slimer? I think he's called something, isn't he? Yeah, Slimer. The green one, yeah. The green one, yeah. 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 And you see him for the first time and you realise that actually it's on. They've got a business that's going to work. That's what you realise, isn't it? He gets slimed. Yep. Then they chase him to the big ballroom and destroy the ballroom, which I love. It That's the part where he says, don't cross the streams. Yep. And then they obviously shit themselves. And then they destroy that ballroom. And as they come out, they they realise they're going to be heroes, don't they? And it's going to, they, he writes out a blank check or says it's four grand for this, five grand for this, ten grand. Mm. And the guy goes, okay, well, I'm not paying you that any as well. Put the ghost back. And then the movie kicks off, doesn't it? Yeah. We've got a business. Well, then
3: then we hear the song, don't we, again? Because that's, they, they, that's when they drive around listening to famous songs, sort of thing.
1: That was day one of filming. Was so it? So them in, them in New York City, in all the get-up, driving the car with the sirens on is day one of filming. How cool is that to be driving around New York <laughs> in rush hour <laughs> with no permit? <laughs> so if you look in the back of the shots of um, the car going round, you can see, like, the security and, like, police, like, trying to run after them. Oh, Really? Cause well, there's a car going around with sirens in New York City. Of course, yeah. yeah Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were just like, oh, we'll just film, we'll just film down this street. No one will know. Brilliant. <laughs> so there's an
3: awful lot of ghostly activity going along in New York, isn't there? And we see quite a lot of Sir Gornie Weaver, um, and she's obviously got something dodgy going on in her flat, hasn't she? Mm. But. The Ghostbusters don't go to investigate it. Bill Murray goes. And he's got a bit of a hidden agenda with Sir Garney Weaver. Um, so he doesn't quite get to the bottom of it. And we kind of just... We leave it there. But then, as that's happening, business is booming. There's ghosts all over New York City. They're catching all of them, aren't they?
0: And she mentions something, doesn't she? She mentions her name, Zool and Gozer. Yeah. And it's it, And they start to realise something big is happening. A kind of confluence of ghosts. And... Along this entire time, when
3: they're catching ghosts, they're storing them in their um, like fire station, Ghostbusters HQ almost. And they get a visit, don't they, from Environmental Health, who is called what? No Dick? Is it No Dick? His name? Pencil
1: Dick, I think they call him, don't they?
0: Pencil Dick, that's what they call him.
1: Again, ad lib.
0: Yeah, and then they say, did you call him no dick? And he goes, yeah, that's right, this man has no dick.
1: Ad-lib, he literally just all the way through it. was, But he was getting all the best lines because he was just making them up.
0: So the Environmental Health are
3: basically trying to work out what this business is because obviously you've got lots going on in New York, but you haven't got Ghostbusters, and it now seems to be a successful, legitimate business that everyone is using. It's obviously offering a service. And he wants to basically find out where the ghosts are being kept. And because fundamentally they are free scientists, they have a very scientific reason and they have a very like structured way to look after and protect them. But the environmental health want to know more and more. And on this visit, he doesn't get anything, does he? And they just kind of carry on business as normal. And they kind of get a bit of a link that there is more to the ghost stories in New York City than they think. Like, they start to think that everything might be connected, don't they?
1: There's a massive surge of energy that's bubbling underneath New York. And it looks like the number one hotspot in New York City is Dana Barrett's bloody flat. The corner.
0: Yeah. The corner flat. It's it's a beacon, isn't it? They work out... Because they get arrested, and he looks at the blueprints of the building and goes, this is one huge beacon to get ghosts to come. So old Nodick comes back round, doesn't he? And
1: this time, <laughs>
3: this time he's got a warrant. And he kind of turns around and he goes, look, boys, I want that opening, and I want the power turning off. And they basically say, if you do that, you can't do it. And Big bomb. They basically say it's going to release every single ghost back into the area, and it's going to create a power surge. But... It happens, doesn't it? Because that's that's what environmental health say, and environmental health are, obviously, more powerful than ghosts. So they mm. turn off the power, <laughs> it causes this surge, and the old Ghostbusters are, are doing time, aren't they? They get locked up.
2: Yeah,
1: but then what happens? The city and the mayor, they get a lot of pressure from people saying that friggin' Elvis Presley's back alive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All these, all these people... Are- People are starting experiencing things they never have. Who are you going to call? Hello, ghostbusters! Yeah. So the, the mayor needs to get them out of prison, basically. And he does. And
3: in their time in prison, they've gone through the blueprints of New York City. They know what is going on. And they basically say to the mayor, look, this is the crack. This building was made by an architect who, before he was an architect, had like a cult and was all into this... Uh, you know ghosty stuff and bringing back stuff from afterlife and he built this building so it can basically transmit spirits to the afterlife and they were like can you saw it and he was like yes but we're gonna need some help and then you've got that like famous scene haven't you of the police the army the ghost busters car with sirens on, the song on, like it's it's all coming. And then when they get to the apartment, it is literally like they are heroes. And Bill Murray's brilliant with that bit, isn't he? When he gets out of the car, like he's on a red carpet sort of thing.
1: I, ju- I, I love Bill Murray's character in this because he looks like he's not arsed. Yeah, he doesn't. He looks like he's not really in it and he doesn't really believe these guys. He doesn't really believe in ghosts, but he's sort of with these guys, but he's he's playing the cool guy even though they're all nerds but he's trying to be the coolest nerd do you, do you know what i mean
3: yeah well from scene one he he he's in
0: it for girls more than he is saying <laughs> yeah and ghosts. he is but that's what that opening scene so brilliant when he he electrocutes the bloke who gets them all wrong <laughs> yeah and the girl never gets an electrocution. He just can't... He's obviously just spent years getting paid in the university. Yeah. Not doing, doing yeah, fuck all. Yeah. But
1: then even when that guy, going back to that scene, he gets... He goes, a couple of wavy lines. And you can see it is. And he goes, it's just not your day. Yeah. It's not your day. <laughs> <It is.
0: laughs> so at the end, so we've got the big kickoff. Sigourney Weaver's got possessed. She's a dog. Because she's Zeus, isn't she, first? Then she turns Zeus. into the dog. <laughs> no, she's Zeus. not Zeus. Is she not Zeus? <laughs> She's Zool. Oh. Zool. Who's Zeus? Um and then No one. <laughs> Greek uh. god. No one. And then uh, Rick Moranis has lost his mind. He's the <laughs> he's the he's the gatekeeper, isn't he? He's the key holder. What else is he in? He he was massive. He was in loads. Honey, I shrunk the kids. He's not Austin Powers. No,
3: that's Mike no. Myers <laughs> who
2: shrek. <laughs>
3: He, he looks really familiar.
1: Uh. Is he Wayne from Wayne's World? <laughs> is he? Is he Wayne from Wayne? Is he Shrek? Is he? <laughs> and then...
0: Right. So they've got to attack that woman, that kind of the head baddie,
1: that Shakespeare sister look alike.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then they do attack
3: her, and she kind of she says in a spirit voice whatever you're thinking of, you're going to have to take over. That You know, the first thought that comes into your head is going to represent everything bad, isn't it? And they basically say, don't think of anything, don't think of anything.
1: Yeah, clear your mind, clear your mind.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then she goes, that's it, you've picked it. And he's like, I didn't think of anything, I didn't think of anything, I didn't think of anything. And then my character says, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I did. And then the next thing we know, we have a giant marshmallow man. Mr. Stay Puff. Yeah.
1: Stay Puffed Marshmallow. Man. And are they
3: a real marshmallow company?
1: No, it's oh. something that Dan Aykroyd wanted to create that would be symbolic to most people's childhood. So he said it's a cross between the Michelin man. Yeah. And then I think there's some sort of donut boy or something um thing in America.
0: Dunkin' donut. And
3: that, it's not no. that.
1: No, it's but Oh,
0: Pillsbury. It might be that. Right. It's yeah, yeah it's like um dough that you can make. Right, um, yeah. the Pillsbury boy is like quite famous.
1: So it's sort of like a mix of that logo that he thought everybody would sort of look at it and go, ah, yeah, that's childhood, and which is obviously what it is. It works. It, and, it, yeah, and it's weird that it works.
3: I've know, I know people that have gone in fancy dress as... Mr. Stay Yeah, it, uh, and it does work, because it's not remotely scary. No. So it just... And that fits the whole theme of the film, doesn't it, of, yeah. you know, comedy. And basically, they work out that if they do the dreaded thing of cross beams... Crossing the streams. Crossing the streams. They can probably get enough power... To blast it. To blast it. Blast
0: it. Blast it back into the stratosphere. And he blows up, did not he stay puffed? Yeah. Yeah, he melts. Everyone's covered in
3: marshmallow.
0: (laughs) Everyone's covered in marshmallow, apart from Venkman, who didn't really get covered very much. But everyone else gets absolutely mushed.
3: Why was that? I don't know. I reckon Bill Murray's gone, fuck that. Yeah,
0: I think so. I'll have a little
3: bit on my head, but that's it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. The others were drenched in it and it was like he's gone, no boys, sorry. Yeah, it
1: did did sort of get out of
0: that. Yeah. So it's blown up. They get her out of the 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 dog the which dog. dog she obviously was in a contract by the end of it <laughs> yeah which is a bit awkward go the dog and they've saved the city and have you noticed at the end when they go down to the car everyone goes mad around that car yeah it's proper eighties that it's proper eighties everyone's mobbing them just yeah. to mob them there's no sign of someone someone's just shouted action they've all gone fuck it rip
1: the, rip the car apart the film was not meant to be called Ghostbusters because they wanted to use that title but there was a television series that came out in the 60s called the ghostbusters right uh-huh. and they owned the rights to the title and to the name so they wanted to use it but the studio that earned on the rights wanted too much money to use that title so the studio while they were negotiating because it had to have a, a 1984 summer release so filming had to start a year in advance and the studio said just start filming and we'll work out the title later so they had to film that virtually two versions of every scene with people saying ghostbusters and ghost breakers oh god it sounds shit i mean how shit does that sound who are you gonna call ghost every time and it an actor would say ghost breakers or it was written ghost breakers. they had to do it again for ghostbusters and it's it changed when they did one of those scenes outside and the crowd were chanting and they told them all to do ghostbusters ghostbusters and then we're going to go again and we're going to call it ghost and no one did they all just sort of did, again, Ghostbusters, what they'd been told. And it went, no, no, we, we, we were changing it. And they went, no, no. And they just carried on. And all you could hear were Ghostbusters. So the producer went to a payphone and phoned the studio and said, can you hear that on the street? And everybody was just saying, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. And they went, get that title released. I don't care how much money it costs, just get it released. And then they were able to negotiate and says, we're not filming every single scene twice. We haven't got the time. We're up against it. So what would have happened with the song, Jack? Well, the so- Ray Parker Jr., who wrote the song, couldn't come up with a song, a melody, to incorporate Ghostbusters. His whatever way he sort of sang it, it just sounded shit.
0: Not easy to rhyme with, Ghostbusters, is it?
1: Yeah. And then he, he got some sort of... He was on the set, and people were doing that chant, and he went, that's it, I'll just get it to be a chant. I'll get the chorus to be... Someone's shouting it back. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. So that's it. And that's how the are got it. Won a BAFTA for best song.
0: <laughs> Get that. It is a tune. He had that off there, didn't he? He had a right good dude.
1: Nominated for an Oscar.
0: Dig,
3: dig, 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 It is a tune though. Yeah. So it might have won a BAFTA, but we know all they care about is what rating it got from us at the Sofa Cinema Club. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we will rate it.
2: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zeppound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
3: Right,
1: Ghostbusters. Start us off, Jack. Um, for me, childhood memory this. Absolutely. And I had all the toys. That's the other thing this film created the merchandise from this film. Even today, you can still go to Lego and get the Ecto-1 in Lego, can't you? <laughs> in Lego? I had the frigging Ghostbuster Castle, the Brady Firehouse. I had it where the slime came through the roof. Absolutely friggin' loved that. I had the car. I had the, the guys who fit in the car. I absolutely loved this and loved this film. My kids loved this film. I'm going to go I think it's in the 8s and I'm I'm going to go 8.5 just bang in the middle 8.5 for me Ben Um so I was 13 when this came out Oh Ben this this must have been right up your street Do you know what
0: I was thinking since we've been doing this podcast I was thinking when I was younger I had a fucking golden age of cinema Yeah Star Wars E.T. Busters Indiana Jones, Empire Strikes Back, Jedi, fucking Jaws. Fucking yeah. huge films were out when I was... So 13, it was massive. Massive computer game. Yeah. Massive merchandise. Uh, I remember seeing it at the cinema loads. Uh, I watched it with my son. He loves it. It still stands up. Special effects are shit. Shit, but it works.
3: You
1: don't care, in a way.
3: No. Almost, almost that shit. It's almost like
0: cartoon into
3: yeah that's
0: the yeah. yes yeah yeah i think it's a brilliant film really well done uh, eight exactly the
3: same for me Eight, solid film very good um knew the premise of it don't think i'd properly seen it um it's a, it's genuinely a film that everybody needs to watch isn't it it's just a like i said in the intro jack it's a classic
1: it is a classic.
3: So 24.5 out of 30, which is fairly solid for a, like, listener's choice.
1: Yeah, it is, actually. Because usually we fucking slate them listener's choice films, don't we? <laughs> which,
0: which makes me wonder sometimes, are we encouraging people to listen to the podcast? <laughs> you give, give a choice and we're like, oh, fucking hell.
3: <laughs> You've been asking for a while for a good film from the audience, and I think they've probably delivered, haven't they? Banger.
1: Yeah, is it? Yeah. It's a, and you it's made a it
3: very clear, when the final was Ghostbusters and Shutter Island, your exact words were, I'm not watching Shitter Island. Shutter Island. <laughs> so, Jack, speaking
1: of watching, yep. Jack's Hidden Gems, what we got? Hidden Gem this week, it's on the iPlayer, actually. Ooh. So, if you pay your TV licence, which you all bloody well should... Um, you can get it on. There. You're
0: just checking whether you pay yours. <laughs> yeah, I you all should. <laughs> oh, shit, have I paid mine? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's a documentary. Do you remember the drug mules called the Peru Two? <laughs> do you remember them Do you, right, Hang on. Do you not? No. Right. Two young girls, one's from Northern Ireland, one's from Scotland. They were like 21 year old girls. They got arrested in Peru.
0: Oh, yes, I do remember. For smuggling,
1: for trying to smuggle drugs, some cocaine, and they got sent to prison uh, for like six years. And it's basically their story. The media sort of like hounded them and said first it was like they're wrongly convicted they 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 were forced into it at gunpoint and then as the sort more evidence came out it's like oh no they didn't they knew what they were doing which is then when all the british public sort of like lost all sympathy for them but the access that this documentary does get and it's from the girls actually point of view when was this this was 2013 maybe a bit before
3: I've never heard of it.
1: Never heard of it. It is, honestly, I think it's about three, four episodes, about 45 minutes long, 35 minutes long each. And it's from the girls' uh, point of view, what they were going through, what happened step by step on how they became to smuggling drugs from Peru back to Ibiza. Um, Watch it, really good documentary. It's called High, as in Ain't No Mountain High Enough. That song, the BBC <laughs> <I> player. <laughs> not as in, hi, hello, not like that. Hi.
3: hi. Now, I took a little bit of hammer, didn't I, for picking Old Mamma May? Here We Go Again, on the old socials.
0: You just went sequels. What category have you gone?
3: I, all I'm going to say, Jack, is these are my films, yeah? And <laughs> I seem to be getting a little bit of backlash now. It's like, it's like the listeners of Sofa Cinema Club. They think it's cool now to be with you and Ben. Like, I used to be the cool one. No, you weren't. <laughs> we were always you? the cool one. It's you two plus another tens of thousands of people. <laughs> yeah. go, do you know what? Let, let's pick on Colson. But do you know what? I thought, I thought. no, I'm going to stick with my guns and I'm going to pick films that I like. And this week, it's a film that I liked as a kid, believe it or not. Oh, God. What? It's actually a book that I read as well, which is very, very rare. Um, read it in GCSE English. First, watch the film in GCSE English.
0: Ooh. We mm.
3: featured Sir Garney Weaver in this episode, and we'll be featuring her in the next episode because oh. we're going to be digging holes in the next episode. We're watching holes.
0: Holes? I've not heard of that. You've never heard of it? No. I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. You don't know it? No. Oh, wow! This is a turnout. You don't know it?
1: No, I don't think I do. Definitely
0: heard of it. I don't know what it's about there. Stanley digging holes? No. Ha! Huh. You two are in for a treat.
1: Oh.
3: Get your jumpsuits ready. Get your, get your spades ready because we're going into the desert. We're digging
0: holes. Who are you going to call? <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're digging holes next week. So before we leave you, I just want to remind you that on a Monday, we get together for a little bonus episode where we tell you guys at home what you can watch on terrestrial TV. Now, there's much more to that episode than just telling you what you can watch. It's also our episode where we kind of talk to you guys at home. And the way we do that is by the messages and reviews that you leave us. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please go and leave us a review so Ben can read them out and we can talk all things your reviews on Sofa Cinema Club Extraterrestrial <laughs> and if you want to get in touch with us and if you are talk to us Jack's laughing at me because I'm completely rambling but basically it's
1: good. It's we good. want
3: to hear from you so leave us your a review messages. or get in touch with us on Instagram or Twitter at Sofa Cinema Club on social medias we want to hear from you guys we want to know what you like about the films and we want to know what you like about Sofa Cinema Club or what you dislike that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Like we had, we've had a bit of criticism on the Monday episodes. Ben always gives it out. He always reads what's put. Yep, yeah, I read what I, I say. I say what I say. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you on Monday, and then we will see you back here on Thursday, where Jack and Ben, for the first time ever, will have watched. The classic that it <laughs> holds. Good night, God bless. Bye-bye.
2: Good night.